It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, a show all about church communications and digital ministry. Come hang out with us. Well, hey, Megan, do you have, um, do you have a second? I have a big announcement. Oh my gosh. I love big announcements. It's a huge announcement. It's huge. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yes. I have nothing really. I don't have anything. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. That was so, that set me up, man. Weren't you excited? Listen, we have had enough disappointments this year. I don't need you faking. (laughs) Okay. I'll give you a big announcement. Here's a big announcement. Um, the Seminary of Hard Knocks will go on a Christmas break until January after this episode. Woohoo! Yay, Christmas break! <laughs> Is that a celebration? I don't know. Should we celebrate? Should uh, we be sad? Should I, we mourn? I guess. I mean, most people kind of stop listening to podcasts during Christmas time. Um, maybe yeah. that's not you, but uh, feel free to peruse the older version, older episodes. Those are those are great. Um, There's some good ones. You know, I was actually on your podcast before I was on your podcast. Yeah, I know. A couple I times. was a guest on your podcast before I was actually on the podcast. So if you can find that, you win a golden nugget. A golden nugget <laughs> from Megan. Yeah. Megan will send you from a golden me. nugget. I, I have, will send you a, a golden nugget in the form of a of a gift. I have no no gift nuggets to give. <laughs> no golden gift nuggets. Uh, that's all, Megan. Well, well, what are we talking about today? Well, I tell you. Um, you tell me. <laughs> I'll tell you. What was it? <laughs> kidding Can you tell me? I don't I will tell I don't you. know I'm not looking at our notes or Man, anything I've had this okay so as a communication director or in working in the church there's this moment where we kind of sometimes have this great idea right and it reminds me of the time where Michael Scott on the office if you watch the office tried to teach Dwight how to get people to listen to him and Dwight and, and he went and he goes out in the office. He starts talking about this terrible accident that's happened. And I think Stanley has died and all this thing. Like what, what? And he's like, no, just kidding. And he's like, but do you <laughs> see how I had them? You know, and it's like, and so Dwight tries to do it and it's terrible. Um, the big, <laughs> now I'm going to have to go watch that scene. The big reveal, the big, the big announcement. I think sometimes in the church world, we, we think that when we have a great idea, we're going to walk into a room and go, ta-da, here's the idea. And everyone's going to go, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Applause all around. We can't, we're so lucky to have you. Let us know how we can help make that a reality oh, for man, you. I can't wait to drop everything on my plate and help you with yeah. that. And, and then surely none of us have ever, <laughs> have ever done that before. Right? Like, yeah, we get excited about our ideas, right? You we want to, yeah. oh my gosh, can you believe this? Here's this great idea. What if we did? I kind of love and hate those what if what if we meetings and I always say like if you're going to have a what if we meeting define that up front because if we're going to do that and I know that I don't have to be responsible for everything we say in here to make it all happen cool but that gives me freedom to just brainstorm but if it's like hey what are we doing meeting then let's not what if we in that meeting so I like to have those clear def- definitions up front but <clears throat> often you find people that are that, they're dreamer types, you know, there's very, very, you know, outside the box thinkers and big picture type people. And, um, I tend to be that way, even if my idea is good or bad, I get excited about something and I'm like, Oh, you know what would be great, Megan. <laughs> and, and I'll just drop this idea. And if the response sometimes isn't that applause, you're great cheering. It bothers me. It makes me feel like people in the room think I'm stupid or 
Maybe you don't get what I'm talking about. Maybe not communicating it well. What's what's We're going just on? We're clearly not on the same page. <clears throat> Do I need a graph for this? Do yeah. we need to create a PowerPoint presentation? Why are you guys not getting it yet? Yeah, yeah. All of those things. Yeah. Which is which is what is today's real topic is. I think that as leaders, whether you're geared that way or not, we should avoid tada. The and, and so I call this. There's no tada in team there there there's no real good moment to do that to your team now i will say when you reveal things to your congregation things like that that are really new really great with your team that's cool but when you're revealing things to your team or people you're supposed to be working with you're partnering with not always great right not always great and is it there's a different there's going to be a big difference in content Mm-hmm. When you're revealing things to your team versus yes. when you're revealing things to your congregation, which is kind of what we're going to get into today. Yes. Is when you do the ta-da mm-hmm. in team, it is, these are reasons why it does not go well. Yes. And things you should avoid when doing that um, to your team. Because I like to say ta-da moments are for crowds, not coworkers. They're for Ooh. crowds, not coworkers. Retweet. Yeah. So tweet that. Tada moments are for crowds, not coworkers. Um, we, with coworkers, you can't convert an aha moment into tada. You, you don't need to do that. Um, I really like the sound effects that are coming out of this episode. A tada, a tada, <laughs> and aha to tada. You can't do that. Um, you will be disappointed every time. You will be disappointed mm-hmm. just about every time if you try to convert an ah. What if we? And then womp 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 womp. Sad trombone. Man, uh, so many good sound effects. They just keep coming. Uh, yeah, man, I'm a human cartoon. So I, I wanted to walk through some of those things that Tada does when you try to wow everybody with an idea that they've never heard before. And and uh, the first, so I got four. I got four, Megan. Are you ready? Four. That's I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's let's hit them. Okay. Go with the first one. First one. Tada assumes that to do is to done. That's a tongue twister. Say that five times fast. Tada assumes that to do is to done. I'm, I'm gonna, no, I'm not, you missed it. I'm not going to say it well. again. <laughs> I'm not going to say it again. Okay, so here's what I mean. <clears throat> when you you drop this idea on the table, you're kind of assuming that the idea is fully formed. And when you realize when people hear that idea for the first time, they've not had a chance to think through it like you have, then they start to go, well, what if, what if this happens or this might be an issue? That's what feels like the wet blanket to us mm-hmm. when you drop yeah, that. That's very discouraging, right? Mm-hmm. Very discouraging. I mean, you had, you've well, had moments like that. Well, and yes, I've absolutely had moments like that. And I've been the person on the other side where I've been the wet blanket to their. Oh yeah. Me too. Seemingly very excited idea. And I think some of that is that naturally some people are wired to be the, you know, devil's advocate. Like they're mm-hmm. just going to think through all the, I think through all the holes all the time. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that it's just, you need to assume that when you're, when you have this great idea that there's going to be holes because nothing is going to be perfect. Right. And no one is going to know all of the things that you've thought about right off the top. Yeah, that's true. And, and they need to catch up. Or they need to ask questions so that they feel comfortable about it. Because sometimes people are, especially in communications, we are process people most of the time. 
You know, we're right. not typically the big dreamer, think outside the box types type people. I mean, there are those of us who are, but, and we all lean that way a little bit in some degrees, but a, a lot of us are communication directors and, and stuff at church because we're good at the process. And so when you hit us with an idea, the first thing we're going to start thinking about is how are we going to get that done? How am I going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. And this is often the tension between church ministry, pastoral leadership and communication director leaders is this tension of right. pastors dream of something and then ask their do it team, the communicators to do it. And they're like, well, I don't know how we can do that. Here's what we need. And that seems like they don't, they're not on board. They seem like they don't care or they're not excited about it and translates or into they things. they have no that, idea what we do. Right. And, and it makes us feel, you know, bad about who we are, what we do. I mean, and, uh, who we are, <laughs> then we feel bad about ourselves. Then we get depressed, um, <laughs> yeah. which isn't hard in 2020. I'll be honest. It's just, it's right. We're right there on the edge anyway. Um, but it, it's, it assumes that you've kind of thought through the whole idea and sure. most leaders who drop the idea on the table in tada moments are usually very, it bursts their bubble to realize that they have not thought through the idea very much because they don't have answers to the questions that came so quickly to everybody else. And they're like, Oh no, I didn't think about that. That is a problem. Wait, wait, we may not get to do this. And then it becomes defensive mm. um, because this idea was my baby. I was super excited about. So right. not right. always a good idea to drop the ta-da moment on your team because it assumes yeah. that it's to done and it's not. That's good. All right. Number two, speaking to your team, do you want to read that one? Yeah. Uh, the second one is Tada bypasses collaboration with your team. I love this one. I think mm -hmm. this was this one is so good and it's so important because mm -hmm. collaboration is an incredible um, part of trust yeah. and teamwork and making sure that people have buy-in. Yeah. And if you're going to move forward, you have to have trust and you have to have buy-in. Yes. And if you have that Tada moment then you're surpassing all of that and you're not giving people the opportunity to give input and potentially make it better. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like when you have somebody say on your team, that's over social media and then you come into a meeting and say, here's our new social media policies for our staff. And they go, well, hold up. Shouldn't, I mean, it's not like you go, I would have said something different. It's just nice to know that you thought, Hey, this is your area. Maybe you have something to contribute and valued me a little bit. You know, it's right. like, I, I want to be part of that. I want to bring my expertise that I'm here actually because of to that conversation. And you've robbed me of that. And, yeah. and, and it, it really does, it really does hurt you. It really does hurt you, which is kind of the next one. But, um, this, this just feels like selfishness. Like I, I feel like a lot of times, when we drop that idea on the table and we purposely avoided the collaboration with our team, a lot of times it's rooted in this idea that, um, I really don't want other people to change my idea. I, I want to mm -hmm. launch. My idea is the best idea. I own this idea and this is how it's going to be. And, and I think that's part of the, the issue with some, with leaders who need that, that applause of the, the drop the idea. Aren't you so great? Um, if it's not completely their idea, they can't feel like the applause is completely for them. Mm. You know? I've had this tension where I've wanted to work on a project by myself and then not deliver it to people because I want it to be done and just say mm -hmm. that I did this 100% on my own. Yep. And wow, look at what I did. Yep. You know? Me too. And man, that's, that's pride. And that really steals from a, like the, 
the opportunity that other people have to use their gifts, you know, Absolutely. I've just deprived them of that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, that's a bummer when that happens because collaborations always makes things better. Yeah, I agree. And it, it definitely always makes things slower too. And that's probably usually part Ain't of the issue. The yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what, that's the resistance. So most of the time it's like, <laughs> Oh, too many cooks in the kitchen. And you don't need too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, you really do need to make sure you have the right people at the table when you collaborate. Sometimes you don't need people in there to just have them in there because they have a title or because they always are. Um, yeah. So that's always something to consider. But when you do have ideas that re- that touch on the things that people are really gifted at, why wouldn't you involve that them in that? I mean, that kind of, for me, that's a leader that kind of thinks that they don't have weaknesses in that area. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's a, it could be a blind spot for you because maybe you're not self-aware enough to know it's a weakness, but asking people well, to the table helps. And it's a leader that, uh, isn't developing other people. Exactly. That's a great point. Yes. If you're, you're indirectly kind of teaching people how to lead by leading them well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think in collaborating, teach, you're teaching them to be more collaborative. So if you've got team members that tend to do this, and don't involve others in the work and need to, you have to lead this example for your team members to be that way too. That's a good point. So some, some practical ways to encourage collaboration with your team. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've seen done that I think is, is really helpful is when you have a brainstorm meeting, invite people outside of that area, you know? So if you're in communications, maybe, and you're trying to think through how are we going to communicate Christmas, for example, Maybe you invite someone from the kids ministry that is really creative or just really like, you know, enjoys mm-hmm. coming up with new ideas and brainstorming. You invite them to that brainstorming meeting about what your yeah. marketing plan is going to look like. Oh man. Great example. Uh, when I was at hope, we were kind of trying to refresh our, we called it hope gear. Basically twice a year, we would come up with some t-shirts and you know stuff that we would sell and make zero money on, but it was really just yeah. to have, things that carry our vision and our style and just, you know, it was it's more fun. of a, it's fun. You know, people we, love to wear your swag, right? It was, it was for that. And it was almost like an evangelistic tool of, you know, something to talk about, but I don't know how many people really did, but we certainly didn't design that way. But the point is, is that we'd kind of come to a point where we felt like that it was kind of stale. We'd be kind of doing mm-hmm. the same things over and over and we needed some fresh ideas. So we brought in a 20 something social media intern that we had who had, created her own t-shirt line and we're like, let's bring her in. And then we, and then we brought in somebody from the, um, like small group ministry that was just had a good eye for design. We just knew and for great t-shirts. And we came up with some t-shirt ideas that were incredible that sold like crazy and people loved because we collaborated. Mm -hmm. All of the ideas we had as a team were like, let's not do any of those. (laughs) These are way better. Let's do those ideas. So it was very, very helpful to bypass. And I, I love that idea of bringing people in from the outside because that definitely can increase the quality and perspective. So, okay, third one. The third tada. Tada is a great way to devalue your team, um, your teammates. We, we just kind of touched on this a little bit, but sometimes we make decisions and drop the ta-da moment and we've cut people out of the process. And then we even say, this is what's happening. Make a peace with it. And, and that's a decision made in authority, which we're allowed to do if we're in the right place in the org chart. But 
it's not always ideal. What that does is that kills the buy-in for your teammates. They didn't get to be part of coming along to that point where you are. Now they have to catch up and they may catch up and realize, I don't like this at all. And so it's always harder to adapt someone else's idea. Yes. But when you, it can be partly yours, then that's easier. That's easier to go along with. Yeah. When you get to be, when you get to influence it. When I, when I was in youth ministry, a podcast I listened to all the time that he doesn't do it anymore. I don't think, but it was the Andy Stanley leadership podcast. Love that podcast. Oh, so good. One of the things that I remember from that, he told this story of how he had this idea for how they were going to do, um, man, I can't remember if it was launching a new campus or how they were going to Christmas, something, something big. And he, oh, it was buying land. It was like, if we're going to buy this land to build something on. So several years ago. And he walked into the room with an idea of what he wanted to do. But he said, but I didn't, I didn't say that's what we're going to do. I, I presented it and let the, the discuss at the table with the people that I pulled in. And he said, if I hadn't done that, we would, would have made a terrible decision because mm-hmm. what we came up with in that meeting was a much better idea than what I had. Mm-hmm. And he said, because you're the leader in the room does not mean that you're the smartest in the room. And, right. ju- and be, just because you got there first doesn't mean you got there because you're the best at it. Uh, right. You know, it's, it's, when it's, he says, I, I, I lead North Point because I got here first. Yes. That's what he says. Yeah. It comes out of that, <laughs> po- that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. It, it's, which is a really great, which is a, which is reminds me of this thought that if you're going to create, if you're going to offer opportunities for feedback, that you, it's not just lip service. Yeah. Like it can't be, because if it is just lip service, then it's going to be even more devastating than if you never give the opportunity to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, and I did a podcast years ago with Wes Gay about feedback and how to create a feedback system. So that's worth going back and listening to. But if you don't have a system where you can actually receive feedback as a leader, I would check like why you don't do that. Is it negligence or is it ego? But whatever it is, you need to create that and give that space. How can people talk to you about ideas that you have and in a, in a time frame that allows that feedback to actually have an effect if it's good because feedback at the last minute is just complaining right. from anyone, right. you know, it's like, cause you can't do anything about it. It's just saying, here's what would have been great, you know? And it's right. like, we can't change it now. We're too far gone. And if you drop that idea too late in the game and they come up with a better idea, you can't do it unless you just kind of kill your team. And this is the tyranny of the urgent that happens at many churches is this, coming up with things at the last minute, deciding last minute, it really is devaluing of your team. And we come to, we come to like Monday and go, Hey, uh, sorry, we come to like Thursday or Friday and we're like, Hey, here's what we're doing this weekend. And we're like, well, I'm off on Friday. I'm off on Saturday. And it's going to take several days to do this. And it's like throws a wrench in the whole thing. And it's not loving or empathetic at all to your team. And it devalues them because just because you can make a decision doesn't mean that you can just, you should, you know, it's like there's, there's, there's people to involve in the, in the process. And that's why it's more ideal to collaborate ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. good. All and right. then our, this is our last one. Last one. Hit it. All right. Here we go. Ta-da is real. Oh, this is a tough one, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's tough. Oh, it hurts. All right. Take your, take your defenses down. Be ready. Ta-da is really about you. Yep. Oh, snap. You want to break that one down for us? When you are married to the idea of t- 
ta-da. And it's not always about the flourish of like a magician pulling a rabbit out of the hat. You know, it's more, it's, sometimes it's about last minute decisions too. It's this, here we go. Here's what we're doing. And everybody scrambles and does fire drill. That's kind of ta-da as well. And a lot of times that does come from selfish leaders with fragile egos that I don't really want to hear your opinion. I don't really understand or have empathy for the fact this is really screwing up your week. Um, they need the praise and applause from the big reveal. They need everybody to go, yeah, we got it. We got your back. Yeah, good job. And that's really all they want to hear. Um, if it doesn't happen, if people push back on this stuff, um, these are the types of leaders when it's really about you that sometimes that type of thing translates into uh, mistrust, insubordination, lack of loyalty. They start thinking their employees are just wet blankets and they're not for you. And it, that's not it. It's you. Mm-hmm. You're married to the pro to the praise and the applause. And instead of learning to lead your team well in humility. Really great leaders. Here's what I'm learning. I'm learning that a great leader recognizes that leadership is more about others than mm-hmm. it is about themselves. It's yep. about legacy. I'm like, I've, I just walked through this really awesome, um, like leadership cohort with Jenny Catron and yeah, they're awesome. She talks a lot about how leadership is so much about legacy and leadership is about what you bring out in other people and the success that you, um, that you help other people have. Yeah. Like that's a good leader. A good mm-hmm. leader isn't you going out on your own, you know, conquering mountains and, you know, having what we're talking about here with these big ta-da moments. It's looking at the people around you and pulling out their gifts and helping them succeed. That's a great leader. That's yeah. Jesus, right? Yeah. Like Jesus didn't, he did the exact opposite of what we're talking about this, this whole like ta-da moment. He could have, and he laid everything out. I mean, he could have walked yeah. in and conquered the world <laughs> yeah. on a million white horses and he didn't. Like he didn't. He washed it's, feet. It's funny. Like even when he broke broke out of his, you know, tomb prison, he didn't ta-da. It he was like ta-da. he snuck away. And they're like, yeah. what? It was a big moment. To and, women. And the guards were there. But it, then he was like, yeah. I'm just going to go over here and garden or something, whatever he was doing when the women found him, you know, he's just tending the garden. Like what is, yeah. what's he doing? He's not no ta-da. So I think that's, that's a good illustration for, you know, real true leadership lifts other people up and wants to see them succeed because in, in essence, by doing that, you're succeeding. When, when you look at the story brand framework, you know, there's always the hero and the guide. And we always tell people to be the guide. Well, the guide is the leader, not the hero. The hero is not really the leader. He, he, he may lead people, but the guide is the one leading the hero, right? He's the one driving the story forward. And uh, he's like Obi-Wan Kenobi's leading Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker doesn't oh, become the guy until later, you know, but yeah, Yoda is the, is the guy. These are the people that lift up Luke Skywalker and make him better. They're not trying to get anything out of it. Right. Um, and technically they're not, but, um, still the point is, is that when, when you're in the story and you try to position yourself as the leader, you're really trying to position yourself as the guide, helping other heroes overcome their obstacles. And, and that's the position you want to find yourself in if you lead a team. And when you do that, 
You don't go, ta-da, look how awesome I am. Because it's not about you. And there's two seats that you could be sitting in. This is the last thing I'm thinking of. There's two seats that you could be sitting in as you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. You're either in the seat of the leader where this is something that maybe you've struggled with in the past or you're actually really successful at. Either way, you're in the seat of the leader. So this is something for you to take to heart and to, you know, include and add into your life and your leadership. Or you're in the seat of the not leader and you're (laughs) underneath someone that is struggling with this. Yes. And that's a difficult seat to be in. But what are, I, I just think it might be helpful to talk through, what are some, a couple things real fast. If you're in the seat of somebody that has a leader that struggles with ta-da moments, mm-hmm. how do we navigate that? Well, I think the first thing to do is when they drop the big idea, don't immediately start trying to poke holes in it. Give them that moment and say, okay, this sounds good. We're, we're with you, but how are we, we need to figure out how we're going to do that and could, or, or even say, this is great. Do you mind if we talk about how maybe we can plus on that, improve on that, or, um, maybe give our input into this idea and, and just ask you that. What would you like to stop doing so that we can make that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's combative, but that works. That works I for sure. I love that question. Yeah. That's a good question. If, yeah. Not, not combatively, <clears throat> honestly. Right. Yeah. Time is finite. This, these are the things that we have on our plate this week or next month. Yes. What, what, what should we drop so that we can make that happen? Cause that's a great idea. Yeah. Or, you know? or is there someone that we can pull in to give us some extra space to, to get that done? Um, is there a way to outsource this to make this happen faster? Uh, what kind of budget do we have for this? I mean, you start asking these questions, but I think first you need to validate that they've had an idea because if this is a person that struggles with it, you're, you're not dealing just with org charts, you're dealing with ego. And so you have to be able to go, okay, good. But here's some things, you know, (laughs) (laughs) okay, good. Because they're Um, really, here's, here's some notes. (laughs) Yeah. But like, okay, cool. I see where you're going. I like it. Yeah. Um, and even if you're that's like, good. that's the worst idea I've ever heard. You got to go, okay, would you be open to having a meeting somewhere else where, you know, another time where we can actually catch up to that idea when, in which you mean, can we speak into this idea? Can we talk mm-hmm. about that? Um, are you open to that or are we on a time frame? Cause sometimes it's just helpful to know as a, as a person who's not in that leadership position that, they may have been handed this decision the same way they're handing it to you Mm. and have absolutely no ability to change anything about it. And so you, you just fighting with them just makes them a frustrated middleman. And it's like, Hey, this is, this was handed to me. I hate this too. You know, maybe that's Mm. not them. So it gives them that grace to give them space to go. Yeah. I'd love to do that, but actually this has been handed to us. So we can't really discuss it. We have to just move. And that allows everybody in the room to then go, okay, so this isn't about devaluing us from our leader. This is about something else happening elsewhere that maybe we don't understand. So let's get on board and just make it happen. And then you can start going, how do we, what do we need to let go? What do we need to move? How can we, how can we make this happen? Okay. So we're in crunch time. And, and I really don't like it when pastors get that mindset that I can just hand things off and they, and they should magically happen because I'm the pastor. I don't like that. I, I think no leader should be in that position where they think they can do that. I'll just call them up on Saturday and say, can you do something for tomorrow? No, 
You should not do that. That's bad leadership. You should have thought about it, and now you, you didn't. Do without it. But it, it just take, take consideration of your staff. But and feel if, free to send this episode to your pastor. <laughs> yeah. I'll yell at him. I'll yell at him for you, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I won't. Just I won't. kidding. Just yeah. kidding. Just yeah. kidding. Uh, and and I, sh- I feel like I should say, like, right now, everything's up in the air. There's so many moving parts. We have to give each other grace because there are some decisions Absolutely. now that are just like, oh, Absolutely. we had a COVID outbreak on staff. We got to cancel services this weekend and it's Thursday. Yeah. Well, dang, that's a terrible thing. You know, it's like, but we got to make that happen. There's no time for discussing how we should do it. We just got to do it. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's, there's necessary and unnecessary. Yes. Decisions. So I get it, but you don't want to be in a position where you're just constantly making excuses for this kind of behavior though, where it's like, there's always a reason. And there's always a reason you're not thinking through things or busy. Something happened. So-and-so didn't give me something in time, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I don't think we're talking, we're not talking about those emergency scenarios or those like last minute yeah. um, aversions that you have to do because something goes wrong. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking, we're talking about, about, we're launching hey, a we're going to launch a new campus next yeah, week. That's a good one. That's <laughs> <What>? a good <laughs> example. <laughs> or, hey, hey, we're doing a t-shirt for VBS. And yeah, when's VBS? Uh, two weeks from now. Like, what? Oh, this could have been done better, guys. Yeah, so yeah. we That's know. what we're talking about here. We're not talking about the the oh no we need to we need to you know change where we're, where we're hosting service next week or mm-hmm. you know yeah doing all that. i think the, the goal of of leaders whether you're on in leadership or you're following um if you can turn your tada moments into team celebration moments that when when you reveal it to, to your congregation or others you're doing that together and you've been brought along for that journey that is healthy and the more you can do that and strive for that, the healthier your organization, your team is going to be. And the more they're going to like working at your church and working for you, you know, as you make them Amen. feel valuable and give them the space to do the things they love doing, um, and, or you get the space and find ways to make the space for what you love doing, then you're going to be happier at your, at your job for longer. And, and yeah. it won't be a two year tenure and you're out every time. That's no fun. Agreed. That's not fun. No, ain't nobody, ain't nobody want that. No, ain't ain't nobody got time for that. So (laughs) I hope that, I hope that this has, you know, been helpful. I don't, I don't want to like get together and and feel like we're complaining because we're not, but this is really something that communication directors deal with a lot. Um, The communication team sometimes gets viewed as this agency of people that just do things that on demand for, for other departments. And instead of the partnership and ministry that it really is, and so, you know, it can be easy for us to get disillusioned and get discouraged and frustrated and angry and a little bitter about dealing with, you know, this, this type of issue, because we do get these moments dropped on us a lot. Ta-da. So we definitely want, don't want to do this to ourselves, but, you know, there are things you can do to help train up and lead up in, in your organization to prevent these from happening. So, because when they do, and they will. You, you can you can start okay i get what you're doing but here's what we need here's how do, how do i get what i need to get the job done and sometimes you have to be a little clever about it and that's just the the way of life for us that's how it goes how it goes so how it goes. the story goes all right well megan thanks for 
hanging out, talking about this is great. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. Go get the show notes for any links below. And uh, we'll be back after Christmas. So have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, happy Hanukkah to those. New Year. Happy Hanukkah to those who are Jewish listening. Uh, I think we have some, some Jewish listeners. Really glad to have you on. Um, but happy, happy New Year. And uh, we love you guys. We'll be back in, in January. See ya. 2021. Let's do it. Press start, please. <laughs> <laughs>